With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Christmas happens every year. This account only happens once. But this trip could be my big break. So you're choosing work over me. Promise to make it up to you when we get back. Eve Wright never wondered what might have been. Taxi! If destiny took over and fate stepped in, what would happen if she made her flight? No, 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 I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Can you open that up, please? You're awesome, I love you, thank you. Instead of missing it. I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Please open that back up. My job depends on this. Since you put it that way, come through. Really? No, not really. Could 10 seconds be the difference? Darren? Baby, hey! Get out! In the life she always dreamed of... If you pull this off, the West Coast office is yours. In the life she never dreamed she could have... Our own little Eve in an art gallery. A story about following your heart. Did you just wink at me? I had a bug in my eye. Was it a winking bug? <laughs> Finding your way. If you pull anything like that ever again, I will fire you. You're doing exactly what needs to be done. I think you should take a good look at yourself and ask if this is really who you are. And the journey that leads you to the place you belong. Haley Duff, Chris Carmack, Connie Selica, and with a special appearance by Diana DeGarmo. So you're telling me that the difference between having an amazing career-defining event and eating a soup kitchen for dinner was this last-minute dash onto the plane? Maybe that's a little oversimplified. All about Christmas Eve. Fire your agent, Patrick Muldoon. All those people got toppling over you in the trailer that went on for a minute and 30 seconds. You're Patrick fucking Muldoon. They're not even mentioning you. That's rough, man. That's rough. It's Emily. It's all about Christmas Eve. All about Christmas Eve. So strap yourselves in, kids. Yeah, no. Um, This is like Guess Who's Coming to Christmas, another uh, cozy cardigan Christmas movie that has a really clever title, right? That's a good pun. All about Eve. All about Christmas Eve. We're making a Christmas movie. Um, Would have been nice if the movie makes any kind of, like, wink, but clearly this was probably titled after production when they had to submit it somewhere, and I bet it wasn't even the producers. I bet it was, like, some clever young intern who got tasked with uh, titling the movie because they were going to call it something like Sliding Christmas and they needed a new title and it just fell on some like 22 year old's hands and she's like oh I have a really good idea all about Christmas Eve it's a plan all about Eve see and nobody cared because nobody in this production company for the Lifetime Network um, 
knew that that was a thing and that that was a movie. So whoever titled this movie, I'm convinced it was the recent film school graduate. Good job. Nobody else is going to say it to you because, again, I think most of the people that watch this probably don't know that All About Eve was a thing. But uh, you had a clever title. That's why I watched your movie. Not going to lie. That was the reason. Uh, this is from 2012. It stars Haley Duff. Yes, Haley Duff. If it's a movie on the Lifetime Network, there's a pretty good odds. Okay, there's not even odds. It's a 100% chance that it is of the Duff sisters, it is Haley, not Hillary. Uh, as you heard from the trailer, it has nothing to do with a, um, ambitious young upstart trying to overtake their mentor. No, instead it is purely sliding doors as told lifetime style, lifetime Christmas style, which is just like a little, um, a little more risque than the Hallmark channel. Like there's, uh, more implications of sex going on and, um, transvestite hookers going on. So like, you know, it's not, it's not your mother's Hallmark. This is your sassier aunt's lifetime movie. This movie is directed by a chap named Peter Sullivan. Uh, Peter Sullivan has been reviewed on the show before. He made, the I think it was the first stocking stuffer last year, Christmas Under Wraps, with uh, Candace Cameron Bure, queen of the Hallmark Network. And he has um, a fair amount of credits on his IMDb resume. Uh, at least 20 of them involve the word Christmas. So a seasoned veteran of this, if you will. Uh, you heard the story. So Eve, of All About Eve, is a young party planner. Much I, I don't know why we suddenly got into a theme of party planning being a like trendy occupation. I feel like it used to be editor. Uh, maybe like in the 90s it was book editor. And then maybe it was like magazine industry, like Just Shoot Me-esque. That was the hip thing to do if you wanted to make a movie about young working women. Uh, then it probably shifted maybe to like web stuff. I think interior design at one point. But right now, or at least in like the last, between 2012 and 2014, uh, party planning is now the career for your young lead in need of a lesson. So Eve works for a party planner. Uh, she is successful in that when we open, she has just uh, organized a Christmas-themed bar mitzvah. Just, I'm just going to let that sit for a while. I don't know if the movie even understood why that was a thing, like why that would be funny. Uh, but that was a success. So Eve's boss uh, puts her on... Actually... actually Eve lands an account, as all accounts are landed in these movies, not by her talent and her good work, but by being hot enough to get hit on by a more powerful man who is a potential client. So Eve is uh, at her friend's bar celebrating her success that day. There is a good-looking young man who just randomly doesn't even buy her a drink. Like, he just is flirting with her and then just goes behind the bar and makes her a drink. And it's like a pineapple daiquiri or some shit that isn't... I, I mean, I'm not insulting what you drink. Drink what you want, but I'm saying. Uh, so they kind of flirt. She doesn't tell him that she has a boyfriend because she's like, oh, it's just, we're just flirting. It's fine. And she happens to give him her business card. The next day, she goes back to work and finds out they have landed a potential account. 
a big new web company called, I am not even kidding, Gobble. Yeah, no, Gobble. You you absolutely heard that right. It's Gobble. Uh, And so what do you know, this uh, young, attractive man, I don't know his name, Aiden, I think it's Aiden, uh, Aiden owns the company or founded the company or is like basically supposed to be your hotter uh, Mark Zuckerberg, I guess. And so, of course, he was like, oh, we need to have a Christmas Eve party for our investors. And I happen to just meet this cute party planner. So I'm going to call her company. And so now his company is based in L.A. So Eve's boss says, okay, you're going to catch a morning flight to L.A. You're going to present this with your coworker and you're going to land this account and stuff will be great for you. So Eve's like, totally. Okay. She wakes up the next morning late uh, because her boyfriend, who is like the kind of token boyfriend in these movies, or not these movies, but any kind of movies about like millennials where if you want the kind of negative boyfriend character, uh, he's like, he stays home and plays video games all day. And I guess he was supposed to set the alarm, which why would she trust him to set the alarm right away? She's an idiot. Cause clearly he doesn't care about anything. So she oversleeps for her flight. Uh, she hasn't like called a car or anything. So she has to catch a cab in, in Astoria, Queens, I think is where she's supposed to be to get to LaGuardia airport to get through security, which she does in record time. Nobody, nobody in this movie has ever been to LaGuardia airport. Trust me. You don't get through that fast. Uh, but as she's running to catch her plane, she's wearing heels. Cause again, Okay, I I know some people dress well when they travel, but even if you were, like, running late and had to catch a plane, you wouldn't take the time to put on your... Like, you'd grab your heels, but maybe you'd wear sneakers until you got on the plane, and then you'd change. Anyway, uh, running to catch a plane, and she catches it, and it's great, and she lands in L.A., and she wows her new clients, and it's all gonna be beds and roses of expensive roses. Or did she miss the plane? See, sliding doors moment. In one sliding doors moment, she makes a plane, goes to L.A. In the other, she breaks her heel, and as you've heard, the airline guy's kind of bitchy and doesn't let her on the plane, so she calls her boss, and her boss right away just says, you're fired. Uh, Was she right in that decision? Yeah, pretty much, uh, because this was presented as being a very important account that could make Eve's career. And as her boss says to her on the phone, you knew how important this was and you didn't set an alarm and you didn't call a car to get you there. Therefore you cannot be trusted. You are fired. Uh, in now in that reality, Eve goes home sadly to her apartment and guess what? Catches her boyfriend having sex with a really hot blonde. How this guy has such a sway over blondes i don't really understand but in this reality now she breaks up with him she is sad for she is unemployed and single uh but her friend convinces her to paint a mural in her bar which lands her uh the eye of an investor who then says you should have an art gallery and she gets an art gallery And then in the other reality, she is successful party planning, but apparently is getting mean, even though it doesn't seem like she is. And then uh, has feelings for Gobble Guy, who, of course, comes back in the other reality, too. You get where this is going, right? Two split realities. One seems great, but it's really bad. And one seems bad, but it's really good. And in both, she'll end up with a bland love interest. That is 
uh, all I was about to call, I was about to say that is sliding doors, which it is. It is actually sliding doors, and it is also all about Christmas Eve. That's your plot. Surprises along the way. There are some. I don't. I don't want to get into them just yet. But let's. Uh, we'll, we'll get there. Um, but really, more importantly, let's go through and talk about the key tropes of the genre. Number one, our lead in need of a lesson. So let me first talk about Haley Catherine Duff, which I don't know why, but I just found this really amusing, her Wikipedia bio. Haley Catherine Duff is an American actress, author, singer, songwriter, television host, film producer, businesswoman, writer, and food blogger. What a renaissance woman that Duff is. Uh, her character, Eve, does she need to learn a lesson? Of course she does. So we find out at some point, Eve went to art school and Eve wanted to be a painter, but somehow Eve ended up in the awful corporate, uh, suffocating world of party planning. And as a party planner, maybe Eve isn't happy because according to, um, her coworker in LA in reality one, he keeps saying like, oh, you've changed. You've gotten, I, I think you should take a look at yourself. Like what? She's not doing any, like she's just planning a party and getting the job done. I don't really understand why she's suddenly being treated as if she's like Leona Hemsley. I, I didn't get that. Uh, but, but the movie tells us that she's gone evil with corporate power. So I'm just going to believe the movie because how can I not? It's telling me it. Everything's pretty. I'm going to believe it. Uh, in reality B, she is of course sad and dejected and then uh, but she gets some helpful advice from her sassy sidekick, who I'll get to, who says to her, you know, you sh- you know, you have all these artistic skills, you should use them instead of wasting away in a cubicle. She's not in a fucking cubicle. She's a party planner. She's like going on location and booking Deanna DeGarmo to come play at this thing. Like the movie treats party planning as if not to, I, I don't mean to, um, insult like, I don't know, stock analysts, but like, it kind of treats it like that. Like she's a pencil pusher. She's just squaring numbers all day long. And I don't think they understand what she does. It's very odd. Uh, but she will learn a lesson. Don't worry. She'll end up with a guy. It's all fine. Number two, the setting, uh, we get kind of two for one because we get two big bad cities. One is Los Angeles where this entire movie was clearly filmed. The other is, quote-unquote, New York City. Now, boy, is this one of the least New York Cities that we've ever New York Cityed in these movies. Aside from the fact that it is unseasonably warm uh, this Christmas, based on the fact that every character is just wearing like one of those very thin, stylish scarves that are more like a kerchief than a scarf, um, where the fuck do you play outdoor mini-golf in December in New York? Nowhere. Absolutely nowhere. Number three, bland love interest. Oy. So, uh, yeah, Aiden is, he is, you know, the blonde, hot Mark Zuckerberg. He, when he greets them in his gobble office, which is, no, it's not Google, guys. It's totally gobble. He rides a scooter through the office, and it's really painful. And, um... Yeah, I, I did not care for him. I mean, he's he's fine. There's nothing this actor could do with what he was given. They could have made this character more insufferable. They could have made him Patrick Muldoon, who uh, doesn't 
I don't get to bring him up at all. I should make a bonus of Patrick Muldoon's because he shows up a lot. Uh, so Patrick Muldoon plays like the guy that helps. He, like he's not an investor. He's the guy that I guess helps channel the money for this company. And it's a really weird performance. So he's just sort of um, there a lot in the LA version of the movie. And he is constantly really inappropriately hitting on Eve. I mean, so is Gobble Guy. But, you know, he's the love interest. We're supposed to be okay with that. And we're not supposed to be, like, offended by the fact that Patrick Muldoon is, like, drooling at the sight of Eve. It's these movies. And I said this about Christmas Cookies. Uh, And I said this about the best Christmas party ever. Look, you can't have it every way. You're making your female lead into this corporate, power-hungry, you know, awful human being who only cares about business, but is somehow never offended by the fact that all of her clients sexually harass her at every turn. This movie does that. One of the worst ones to do it so far. Number four, the montage. We get quite a few because we need a lot of uh, montages to establish Here's what's happening in this reality. Here's what's happening in the other reality. So there's multiple ones. And it's usually like a busy montage with a sad montage. Or a happy montage with a sad montage. And so on. Number five. And I should say, because I know you were wondering. Remember how in Sliding Doors, like, they made it very clear that Gwyneth Paltrow in uh, Fired Reality has you know, got got the little cropped haircut and Gwyneth Paltrow in still working reality or vice versa. Regardless, she has two different hairstyles. It's very clear where you are in this one. um, Nope. Haley Duff has the same bouncy blonde hair in both. And it's not even like she really changes the way she dresses uh, because, you know, it's like 80 degrees in both locations since it's not really New York City. Number five, dead parents. Uh, No, we do, we we get living parents who apparently are from Long Island, so whoo, shout out again. Uh, Eve's parents live out in Long Island, and they are not there for her, though, because they're going on a cruise, as a lot of parents in these movies do around Christmas time. But the best thing about the parents is um, the way her boss talks about them is that uh, they own a like you can hear the disgust in her voice they own a bookstore what is worse than owning a bookstore well (laughs) a whole lot of things and speaking of this movie does something that really really annoyed me which is i mean maybe it's intentional because eve is probably not that bright but when eve is talking about her kind of doofus of a boyfriend she says i mean he could care less about what i do with my life really that same editor, that same sassy intern who titled the movie All About Christmas Eve wasn't there to catch that it could not care less. Ugh. Anyway, number six, sassy sidekick. Here's where this movie does well. Our sassy sidekick. We actually have a few. Uh, I want to start with um, the vampire that is Kendra Devamper Slayer, Bianca Lawson. Buffy fans know Bianca Lawson as Kendra DeVamper Slayer. Uh, others may know her as Maya from Pretty Little Liars. Or, um, basically, she is an actress who always plays a 16-year-old, even though at this point she's probably, like, in her late 30s. 
she's not a particularly good actress. She's very pretty. Good looking woman. Um, she is black, or I think probably multiracial. So again, here's the rule of you can have. And I'm, I mean, personally, I think Bianca Lawson is conventionally more attractive than Haley Duff. We're allowed to have her in the sassy sidekick role because she is not white. Remember how the rule works. Um, and we also get added bonus points here because in a day, Bianca Lawson, I guess, is a bartender at this bar that Haley Duff always goes to, and they're BFFs. And there are two hookers who I think they're hookers they seem to be presented as hookers who are both I'm assuming transgendered because they both seem to be men dressed as women or men in transition the movie doesn't go into details and I certainly don't want to misspeak about gender terms um but yeah how's that you won't see that in Hallmark and I will say both of them wear big earrings which is awesome because it fits into my rule of the sassy sidekick. And the other thing that I don't always say about the sidekick role, but it's clear that the sidekick exists in this movie universe in order to help our lead, right? Whether she is giving advice or just there to kind of, so that our lead can bounce ideas off of her or whatever. But in this movie, everybody, these sassy sidekicks, it's like, I'm I'm sure you have friends like this where it's a very Jenna Maroney, um, Uh, Liz Lemon relationship, these sidekicks do nothing in their conversations but tell Eve how great she is. Eve, you're so much better. You deserve such a better relationship. Eve, you're so pretty. Eve, you're so smart. You can run the world. You don't need to work for that woman. Like, that's all they ever talk about is how great Eve is. There is never a moment where Eve's like, oh, hey, how's your Christmas going? Oh, hey, how are your Johns doing? None of them beat you up today, right? Like, no, there's none of that. Their relationship is purely, it is, you know what? It is all about Eve. Not even Christmas Eve. It is all about the character of Eve. It is very lopsided. I hope these women all, um, you know, have time for themselves because it seems as though they live for Haley Duff's character. Okay, winding down with number seven, an evil woman. Yes, we have one of the best evil women we've had this year. So Connie Selica from uh, Great American Hero. I didn't watch it. Uh, I don't know if I said that right, but you know what I mean? Uh, She is the, uh, you know, in reality, one, she is Eve's boss and she is a vicious woman who owns a potty planning company much, much harsher than our last party planning CEO. And you heard the line, I think, in the trailer, that is actually a very clever line, which is when Eve is upset because she's, you know, had plans with her boyfriend for Christmas, and uh, her boss says to her, well, Christmas happens every year, but this account can only happen one time. That's that's pretty clever. Good, good evil woman character, if you will. Slapstick number eight. Um, I think the closest we get is... So this is another really, really frustrating scene for me as a woman. So Eve and her assistant, co-worker, whatever, judgy, very judgy co-worker, are doing a presentation for Gobble Guy, Patrick Muldoon, and a few other people at Gobble. And like they're doing a PowerPoint, she has her laptop, and she's going through it, and somehow something goes wrong, and she hits a button or something, and all of a sudden it's her personal photos. So it's like a photo of her on vacation, in a bikini, and a photo of her drinking, and a photo of her with her girlfriends. And it's like really uncomfortable. If, if that was you in a meeting, 
just imagine, if you will, giving a presentation to potential clients with your coworker in tow, and all of a sudden your Facebook pictures are coming up and they're not good ones. Like they're ones that you would not have as your profile because you don't want people that aren't your friends seeing you maybe in a bikini drinking a beer at a beach. Um, so this is happening in a meeting. It's very uncomfortable. All the people in the meeting who I think are mostly men are like chuckling and laughing and saying things like, ooh, can I have a copy of that one? Like that's not cool. Even in a pre locker room world, having a potential male client say to you when he sees a picture of you in your bikini and you are trying to sell him, you know, your pitch for investing, for him to basically just say, uh, yeah, can I have that picture to masturbate to? It is so uncomfortable. And she kind of laughs it off as I guess you have to in this world. Um, and then Patrick Muldoon spends the rest of the movie trying to make sure she gets together with the gobble guy, which in itself is kind of weird. So it's, it, ugh, it just made me really uncomfortable. Probably more uncomfortable than the character of Eve, actually. Number nine, sage old person. So, I mean, I don't know. Is Patrick Muldoon the sage old person? My, how the tides have turned, Mr. Muldoon. You with your creepy hitting on you know, a work colleague, uh, but you are trying to, you know, do a fairy godfather thing to put these kids together. So, I mean, but he's not really the same. Really the sage old person role goes to Mark Lindsay Chapman, uh, an actor I'm sure you'd recognize from such things as the Langoliers, or as the episode of Murder She Wrote that I just happened to watch the day before I watched this movie at the gym. Uh, he's an, I think, Australian actor. You've seen him in things. So he sort of plays a, what I guess is like a, I don't know, ghost, a, a, um, as I said, fairy godfather. I don't know. He just keeps appearing everywhere and as different characters. So in, in reality, one... Eve is like eating, having lunch with Gobble Guy, and she's about to tell him that she has a boyfriend, and then Mark Lindsay Chapman is the waiter, and he spills a drink on her, so she can't tell him yet. She has to go clean herself up. And in reality, too, he's the guy who says, hey, I'm going to give you an art gallery. So, um, and he also keeps giving her advice about following her dreams, so I guess he's sort of that part... Uh, likewise with Santa Claus, we don't really have a Santa Claus, but he kind of, this character exists to give her two options in the world and to make sure she chooses the right one. And I should talk about how she chooses the right one. So, um, throughout the movie, it's like she can occasionally see herself in the other reality, but she's like, oh no, that can't be me. But you know, in the end, uh, she is in her art gallery in reality B and she is walking down the street in reality A and they see each other. And it's like that big, remember in big business when they have the uh, scene where they try to figure out if they're twins and they hold their hands to the glass and they're moving them around and like they're doing that kind of thing. Uh, and then, and then uh, Eve, Eve and Eve stick their hands together and Eve in reality B, which remember is in reality, the reality where she got fired and then opened open dark gallery because that's how it works. Um, she like absorbs the other Eve kind of like they touch and she like sucks her up and presumably other Eve is dead or 
put into another dimension or netherworld. I don't know. If you start to think about it, this, this could actually get pretty interesting, but um, I'm giving way too much credit to this movie. So there is no Santa Claus. There is no dead parents. Uh, a lot of half points around, but on our bonuses, we get bonuses for Patrick Muldoon, obviously. Uh, and I guess that's... Mo- there. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, yes. How dare I forget. Uh, public domain songs. As you heard in the trailer, this movie has a special appearance by American Idol contestant Deanna DeGarmo, which I will say I saw her, as I think Christine did as well, in a stage production of the Toxic Avenger musical, and she was actually delightful. She was very good, so I'm not going to speak ill of her, but it's just funny to me to have that in this movie. Um... So naturally, that means she sings, and she sings Silent Night, and the woman can sing, so it's lovely. But the best thing about this is, um, when she is singing that, uh, Gobble Guy and Eve at this point are like, I can't, they haven't kissed yet, but like, it's clear they have feelings for each other, because that's how it works in the corporate world of these movies. And Eve says to him, do you remember this song? It's the song that was playing when we met. It, and the song is Silent Night. Like, what? Who? Like, is that their song now? Is, like, that going to be played at their wedding? It's, it, it would be like if, I don't know, I was watching an episode of The Simpsons and, you know, that was when, you know, somebody made an important phone call to you. And from now on, like, it's always going to be like The Simpsons. That's our song. Like, Silent Night is nobody's song. It doesn't make any sense. It's stupid. This movie's stupid. But it's a little more entertaining than a lot of the other ones, I will say. Uh, I think because I've just, I've been watching so many Hallmark movies and they're all very, very similar. So when you do get a different network, it there you do notice some of the differences right away. And like I said, this one is raunchier. This one has a lot more, um, it, I mean, it's, and it's not like, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm, this isn't ab- ab fab or anything. It's just that this one, you know, is kind of going into like PG, maybe PG 13, but really like PG levels where the other ones are just straight sugar G. And I guess it's a nice switch up from having so many of the same. That being said, uh, Haley Duff is there. I think that's the most you could say about her. She's not the worst actress to do these movies, but she's, there's, I don't, she, she should be the sassy sidekick, not the lead. I'm sorry, dear, dear Ms. Duff. Um, so that's an issue. And the sliding doors concept, they don't have as much fun with it as they could. I never really understood whether, um, the guy from the episode of Murder, she wrote was magical or real or what. I don't know. I think this movie was a little ambitious for what it, what it ultimately could do. Uh, so... It's one of those not really recommends because it's not good, but if you don't just want to keep watching the cookie cutter ones, this one has a little more sass to it, if you will. Uh, And if you've always wanted to watch Patrick Muldoon make women really uncomfortable, here is your chance for that. So I guess the moral is to not make a really important plane trip for your job and to let fate do what it's going to do with you? See, it's a mess. I don't know. Just go watch Sliding Doors again. I'm looking for the warm 
You're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.